some new elected Dems in Southern California, where the horrifying shooting happened last night, and they are already talking about what impact they want to have when they uh, sit down in Congress come January with gun laws. So it will, uh, will or won't have an effect. Well, if they can find something that actually helps people, I'm in favor of it. Yeah, well, uh, I'm all for discussing it. Skepticism. I'm all for discussing it. Yeah, we live. In a society that glorifies victimhood and encourages anger, we are systematically breeding a sick society that believes it is a victim unlike anybody else. Every individual. I'm the victim here, and I have every right to be angry. We're systematically breeding that way of thinking, especially on college campuses. Do you think it fits in with the um, uh, high level of anxiety that we got going on around around the country? Is it is yeah. it all fit together as a piece? The we make make people so safe. I don't know. Yes, I think it all is uh, is coming together in an unholy brew. We're where on, we think we're connected, but we're actually isolated. We're working on being the most mentally ill country and society that's ever existed yeah Uh, yeah we are i mean we could do an entire show on that i will tell you this and i i'm feeling it more acutely as a guy with a newly empty nest um and you know a couple other personal factors but living a life of purpose is the number one thing human beings need after the basic biological needs you have to feel like there is a reason to do what you're doing all day long Otherwise, you just, it's, well, it's, you feel adrift. You feel like, what the hell am I doing this sure, for? I remember that. P- before need... having kids, it was a daily battle. And so between the lack of connectedness, the lack of community, uh, we're, we're comfortable enough. We don't feel like we're living a life of purpose. And our, our smallest grievances, which, by the way, are universal, and they're not only universally across people right now, but they're universal through time. Everybody gets pissed off about stuff. Everybody gets mistreated by somebody. Everybody's insulted by somebody. It's, it is purely universal. But we live in a time where you're encouraged to think that your offense is extra special and extra important, and that not only can you be angry, not only is that an okay reaction, that's the only reaction. I don't know if this all fits together or not, but then she you compare that you know what's my purpose um and without with less religion it's it's more difficult to uh, come up with that whole purpose without people having children it's even more difficult and then you compare yourself to people on social media with their imagined not real lives but you look at them and it seems like they're having a good time all the time and you're getting cheated yeah 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 so it's you know it's no mystery where this is coming from to me i'm you know, I'm I'm quite confident that's m- most of it. Uh, what to do about it? That's the uh, the million life question, and I do not know quite how to answer it. I wish I did. So, on that somewhat discouraging note, on the what age you feel and Tinder and all that, which kind of fits into the discussion we were just having. You know what they say: fifty is the new thirty, which makes thirty to the new ten, which makes twenty the new infant, which makes which explains a lot of what you see on college campuses. Hell. So, I don't know if you heard about this. Little Jeff Sessions. Donald Trump's kickboxing bag. How dare you? Has been fired by the White House. He, uh, well, he resigned because he was told to. So, he was fired. First U.S. senator to come out in front of a camera when Trump was running and say, I'm for Donald Trump. Right. 
But then if you didn't follow this storyline, in an excess of caution and wanting to appear honorable, he recused himself from supervising the Robert Mueller Russia, in, uh, Russia investigation because of an incredibly thin uh, inaccuracy. He said, no, he hadn't met with any Russians. Then it turns out he was at a cocktail party with the ambassador and he was briefly backstage with somebody at something else. Um, nothing of substance was discussed or done, but he decided, well, that doesn't look good. Yeah, it seems like it, it almost makes me look like a liar. So I'm going to recuse myself from the Russia thing. Well, Donald Trump hated that, hated it because, you know, he appointed him only days before. And that's how you ended up with peepers. Rosen, Rosenstein. Remember, President oh, Trump calls him peepers. Right. So, uh, yeah, the deputy peepers gets uh, in charge of the investigation. So anyway, uh, uh, finally, he's been pissed off at Sessions and has wasted no opportunity to humiliate him for the past you know, <laughs> a couple of years. And so finally, after the midterms, as happens in a lot of administrations, a cabinet reshuffle, he fired him. And, uh, and Get the, the hell out of here! The, the new guy, whose name is Whitaker, he's a very large man. If you're looking for a large attorney general, we have one now. I wanted Sessions a was a tiny little guy. That was my biggest problem with him. Not large enough. How can a little elf like him enforce the law? I sure. want to know, huh? <laughs> I so, want to know. So now you've got a truly gigantic attorney general, Matthew G. Whitaker, who is Sessions' chief of staff. He's in charge. But because he has not recused himself, why would he? Now he's supervising the, the Mueller thingy. Now, I will tell you this. Let me interject right now, if I might. As a guy who is forced contractually to follow the news, uh, I I took in a lot of the cable news coverage over this, and it's it's now it's brilliantly clear to me what cable news has to do. You know, if you have a like one to five scale in terms of emotion, it might be fear, anger, threat, joy, whatever. One to five. That's the way we live our lives. Cable has to make everything into a four or five. They can't even admit that there are twos and threes in the world. That there are, wow, that's interesting. Have to see how that goes. Because that's like a two or a three. No, cable news has once again reached for their Aquanet hairspray or their lighter fluid and set their hair on fire and are announcing that this will have profound implications for the Trump-Putin plot to overthrow all that is good and decent. And that this guy is going to surely, probably not only fire Robert Mueller, but shoot him in a back alley and, and, and you know, leave him for dead. A lot of talk about checks and balances uh, yesterday and how uh, the change in the House, at least that will restore the checks and balances, which, which checks and balances weren't working before. But anyway. Well, hey, P.S., have any luck finding that tape I was talking about? Yeah, I just got it. Oh, do you, are you, were we ready to play it? Uh-huh. Oh, this is a beautiful example of what I'm talking about. This is uh, fake news CNN, which is vying as hard as they can. And listen, I'm in this business. I get it. They're vying as hard as they can uh, to beat MSNBC in being the go-to resistance channel. And this is a conversation between their two uh, talking heads this morning and one Kenneth Starr, uh, the Whitewater slash Clinton slash Monica investigator, about the firing and, and the rest of it. I mean, you are, you know the Department of Justice. You know the kind of people who are named Attorney General this of the United Jeffrey States, Tubin. senators, judges. What about <clears throat> naming someone, frankly, this obscure and this unqualified <laughs> just because he's been critical of the Mueller investigation? Now, what do you think? now, the idea that that is a news show is hilarious. That was a brutally worded opinion piece in the form of a question from Jeffrey Tubin. 
<laughs> just because he's been critical of the Mueller investigation. Now, what do you on, think Jeff. about that choice? Hey, Jeff, that's a little bit unfair. Uh, yes, Rod Rosenstein is the natural. There's no question yeah. to be, become the attorney general. I'll concede that. But what we do know about Mr. Whitaker is that he served with great distinction as a United States attorney, and he's been chief of staff now for quite some time. So he has seen the Department of Justice close up and personal. Jeff, as you know, I served as chief of staff to the attorney general. So, no, he's not uh, unqualified. Is he the most qualified? Oh, we can debate that. But he has been, he's not been taken off the street. But is our, pl our place, here's, here's the key, he's not been moved from the White House counsel's <laughs> office over to put the Justice Department in receivership. He's a person of the department. All right, you can pause it. So, you know, that's CNN this morning. That's a hell of a way to phrase a question. This obscure, this unqualified. <laughs> Purely because he's been critical of Mueller. W w w wait a minute. How the hell can you say that? I said, no wonder Trump hates CNN. It's unbelievable. Now, hey, look. Is it possible that this guy is going to try to undermine uh, Mueller or cut his funding or tell him, no, you're outside the bounds of the uh, the, the statute or the, uh, the directive? Um and you got to rein it in. Don't look at Trump's taxes. Nobody knows. Way. Nobody knows what the directive is. By the way, well, that, right. that yeah. letter's secret. Is that possible? Yeah, it's absolutely possible. If he does that in a way that's untoward, we will know about it two hours later because Robert Mueller will resign, and Lindsey Graham and others will go crazy, as right. he has said. So that yeah, nobody's going to put up with that. Right. But cable news has to convince you it's a four or a five. It's it's not. It's it is absolutely notable that. Uh, Trump went with this Whitaker character uh, over Rosenstein, who was the deputy. Peepers. Uh, yeah. Um, that That is, uh, that's a message loud and clear to Rosenstein. I would freshen up my resume, although he knows that. Mm. Have you seen Whitaker's lifting picks? No. Oh, so he's really? A, he's a big dude. Dude could lift. So not only is he physically large, he's a powerhouse. Oh, he was a college football player. That's right. I yeah, yeah there's pictures of him like powerlifting at like CrossFit <laughs> centers and stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, Trump likes a big, powerful person. Dude is, in the parlance of my youth, a moose. <laughs> he's a big dude. So we'll have to see how it goes. I suspect rather strongly that the Mueller thing will grind on as it's been grinding, and he'll crank out his report some date uh, in the future. And, you know, we'll find out what's going on. There, there is a bit of a bone of contention. How far do you go down the road of, well, Trump might be predisposed to help the Russians because of something that happened in the 80s and 90s? Now, if you consider that in bounds, obviously that avenue has many, many side streets. Sure, and sure. you could be down that uh, street for a very long time. Absolutely. We'll and, um... How about another special counsel? That's been thrown out there uh, a number of times. We can talk about that later. Special counsel to investigate the FBI's behavior, the whole Strzok and Page thing. So st yeah. stay tuned. we got a lot more on that coming up. And also the placebo effect. They've learned more about it, and it could change the way we do Western medicine. Take a sugar pill and wait a couple minutes. We'll be right back. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
help of nothing else, we're going to you know add to the information that law enforcement has around the country on how to respond to these um, these shooters. What's the best way to deal with it to minimize the death? I mean, twelve dead last night in Ventura, California, but um, you know they engaged the shooter, and that, everybody seems to think that's a good idea. So, right, it, it requires the, amazing bravery, no doubt. Add to the knowledge base on that. Yeah, um, and if only we could get the media to come around and 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 our colleges and society to do less to encourage this sort of thing, but. You know, I know we're not lonely voices on this topic, but uh, it sure helped to get some more support from uh, on our point of view. Marshall will have more in his newscast coming up. Now, late in the show yesterday, we took President Trump's press conference, which was the longest he's ever had at 88 minutes, I think it went, uh, as a um, him alone up out there on stage taking questions. But man, he got into it with a couple of people in a way that has never happened. Yeah, there were people just shouting and heckling, and these are members of the working press. It degenerated. Yeah, it degenerated pretty bad. Perhaps the high-low moment was when he got into a verbal uh, scrape with the showboating Jim Acosta of Fake News CNN, who also fended off, physically fended off, a woman, a young woman White House aide, who attempted to take the microphone and pass it on to the next person. It was pretty ugly. So let's uh, let's hear how that went down yesterday. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. I wanted to challenge you on on one of the statements that you made in the tail end of the campaign, uh, in in the midterms. That here, this, here we go. That well, if you don't mind, Mr. President, that this caravan was an invasion. As you know, I, Mr. President, I consider it to be an as invasion. As you know, Mr. President, the caravan was not an invasion. It's a it's a a group of migrants moving up. From Central America towards the border. Let's with the start US. right there. By the way, when did that become a thing? I've been watching presidents and press conferences ever. When did it become a thing to get up and state your view of a story? Well, that's a debate, <laughs> as, not a yeah, question. Exactly, as yeah. opposed to asking a question of the president. I want to debate you, Mr. President. You yeah. said this. I see it as this. Let's debate it. That. When did that become a thing? Anyway, it's a thing for Jim Acosta. You know what? It's made him. It's made me know his name, right? Which is his goal. Yep. As you know, I, Mr. President, I consider it to be an invasion. As you know, Mr. President, the caravan was not an invasion. It's a it's a, a group of migrants moving up from Central America towards the border with the U.S. Thank you for telling and me. That. I why why did you why did you characterize it as such? Uh, because and, I consider it an invasion. You and I have a difference of opinion. But do you think that you demonized immigrants not in this election no, to try I to want keep them? I want them to come into the country, but they have to come in legally. You know, they have to come in, Jim, through a process. I want it to be a process, and I want people to come in, and we need right. the people. You your know, campaign, wait, your campaign. Wait, wait, you know why we need the people, don't you? Because we have hundreds of companies moving in. We need the people. Right. But your campaign had an ad showing migrants climbing over walls and well, so on. Well, that's true. It poured, it, but they it, weren't actors. They're not going to be doing they that. They weren't actors. Well, no, it's true. Do you think they were actors? They weren't actors. They didn't come from Hollywood. Right. These were these were people. This was an actual. You know, it happened a few days ago. And, uh, They're hundreds of miles away, though. They're hundreds and hundreds of miles you know away. That, that's I not an invasion. Should, honestly, uh, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN. Right. And if you did it well, your ratings well, let me would be ask, much better. If I, if I okay, may ask one enough. other question, Mr. President, if I may, if I may uh, ask Peter, one other question, are you worried? That's enough. That's no, enough. Mr. President, I, well, that's I was enough. going to ask one of the, the other folks. That's had, enough. Pardon me, ma'am. I'm, I'm, Mr. Excuse President, me. that's enough. Mr. President, I have one other question, if I may ask on the Russia investigation, are you concerned that 
that you may have I'm not concerned about anything with you the may have Russian investigation because it's a hoax. Are you, That's enough. Put down the mic. Mr. President, are you worried about indictments coming down in this investigation? Mr. President. I'll tell you what, CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. Go ahead. I think that's unfair. You're a very rude person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible. And the way you treat other people are horrible. You shouldn't treat people that way. Go ahead. In, in, go in ahead, Jim, Peter, go in, ahead. In Jim's defense, I've traveled with him and watched him. He's a diligent reporter who busts his Well, I'm not a big fan of, of yours either, so I understand. to be honest. So let, me, so let me ask you a question if I can. You repeatedly you said... Are, you are the best. Mr. President, you repeatedly, over the course okay, of... Okay, just sit down, please. Acosta's still yelling. Well, when you, when you report fake news, no. When you report fake news, which CNN does a lot, you are the enemy of the people. Go ahead. Mr. President, over the course, over the course of... That was quite something. <laughs> and then there was, uh, there was a CNN contributor, a black gal, who was shouting at him and heckling him at one point. Um, and he was telling her to sit down. I'm, has that narrative taken shape? Uh, no, Trump, uh, no. The firing. a young black woman. The, I thought that would be the story of the day, but uh, Trump firing sessions really blocked this out. There was not that much coverage of it because I, I looked well, at a lot of my shows. That and the, the press credentials getting revoked took right. up a lot right. of the, right. the, here's the journalistic issue that we care about kind of yeah story yeah uh absolutely worth pointing out acosta is every bit as useful to trump as trump is to acosta man that is a good point there's a reason why he calls on him that that, he does not there were 80 journalists in that room and he calls on acosta regularly why would that be that's a very good point it's a game man a game that's a very good point acosta is a punk how ironic is this the definition of accost, to accost is to approach someone aggressively or confront them in an inappropriate way. Jim Acosta. How crazy is that? Is that like an air name, like Don St. John? Right. <laughs> Jim Dirty, playing your heavy metal hitch. Yeah, I know. How crazy is that? Lane changer with traffic. Right. That's amazing. She was Jim born Acosta to do with, that job. With yelling at the president. Windy and warmer with your weather. <laughs> And Jim Acosta with confronting the president. Right, angrily and inappropriately. (laughs) That's hilarious. And I think the only appropriate response is laughter, honestly. Although the the whole, you know, Trump has approached the presidency very, very differently. You think? And he's said things that are not quite as buttoned up and dignified. I'd notice that. Which has opened the gate for people to treat the office with much less dignity. And it's an excellent point that he he called on Jim Acosta. (laughs) Like at the beginning. So, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Uh, we'll have an update very quickly on the Thousand Oaks shooting. We are looking at dueling investigations in D.C. right now, and there could be a recount in the Florida gubernatorial election. Oh, really? Yep, coming up. Because it's within the margin? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. assume you're like me, at least in this regard. You're getting a lot more phone calls uh, on your cell phone that are from people trying to sell you something. Robocalls have exploded. Oh, please. The kind of whys, what's behind them, all that, uh, among other things we'll talk about this morning. Certainly damned annoying, I'll tell you that. Uh, let's get the news now. Marshall Phillips. Well, 13 people dead in California, including a Ventura County Sheriff's deputy and a gunman following a mass shooting that happened at a Thousand Oaks bar. 
Officials are saying Sergeant Ron Helis, one of the first people to respond late last night, was shot a number of times. He passed away this morning. The borderline bar and grill packed with hundreds of students for college night when that attack occurred. On the day after the midterms in which Democrats gained control of the House, President Trump said during his news conference he's open to working with Democrats on bipartisan legislation on issues like infrastructure, trade, immigration, and the economy, uh, economy. But he also threatened that if Democrats in the House open investigations into him and the administration, there would be retaliation with a Senate probe of the Democrats. They can play that game, but we can play it better. Because we have a thing called the United States Senate, and a lot of very questionable things were done between leaks of classified information and many other elements that should not have taken place. Meanwhile, you got House Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi, who's been saying trying to impeach the president was not on her agenda, but she played it a bit coy during her news conference. Uh-huh. This doesn't mean we go looking for a fight, but it means that if uh, we see a need to go forward, we will. But that will be the work of our committees. Uh, Every committee has oversight responsibility. I'm starting to lean maybe toward there needs to be more investigating on both sides. Um, The the reason Trump chose who he chose for the Attorney General might not be the various attitudes he's expressed about special counsels and whatnot for cable news audiences. Mm-hmm. but might be um, to launch another special counsel. As I saw Trey Gowdy say again yesterday, he thinks there needs to be a special counsel investigation of the FBI and leaks and how they handled this whole thing. Right. That might be what Trump was threatening yesterday and where he's going with all this. Yeah. But I'm, 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 I'm a little concerned about a Mexican standoff where the Dems don't investigate Trump because they're afraid Trump's going to investigate them and the FBI. And when so there every- may be wrongdoing that yes. the American people ought to see uncovered. Right. On either or both sides. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, as always, the truth is somewhere in the middle. We could absolutely get bogged down into never-ending partisan investigations. And the Congress has the sacred duty and legitimate role of oversight of the executive branch. So, you know, we'll let you partisans scream at each other, but... Eh, well, you know what? We'll see what happens when it happens. And on top of that, Maryland Representative Elijah Cummins says when he takes charge of the House Oversight Committee, he intends to use it as a check on the executive branch for potential criminal violations and conflicts of interest. God, you talk about bogged down. You start getting into trying to determine whether or not some people come and staying at a Trump-owned property amounted right. to something or other. Oh, what about the emoluments clause? Oh, my God. Yeah, see, that is old Elijah Cummings doing what he's going to do, which is going way too far. The whole, d- does the Sultan of What's-Its play the t- Trump National Golf Course in L.A. because it's Trump's? I don't know. I don't care. We got a country to run. Recount looming larger legal action beginning as margins tighten in the election for Florida's governor. As of last night, Republican Ron DeSantis' lead over Democrat Andrew Gillum had shrunk to the point that could trigger an automatic recount. The Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel reporting that Broward County, a Democratic stronghold, was still counting votes with no idea as to how many were left. Gillum tweeting last night, I'm looking forward to seeing every vote counted so that one is neck and so black guy lost to a white guy which is not the way i looked at it i looked at it as a socialist lost to a trump-like character 
barely, in Florida. But um, I saw one pundit yesterday who said, boy, you wake up in the morning and you're going to have a lot of black people giving the hairy eyeball to their white neighbors after this vote. Because you're clearly a racist or something for voting for the Trump guy as opposed to the socialist. That could be the only way you made your decision. Skin color and not policy. Well, I uh, heard on election night that race was part of this uh, race from the beginning. As uh, DeSantis said, Florida's doing great. We don't want a monkey with it. Monkey, code, but like uh, dog whistle. Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah, this this race has been fraught with fake accusations of racism from the beginning. The, there's a difference. Internet age, Amazon is going old school this Christmas, creating a holiday toy catalog that it's going to mail out to millions of customers starting this month. A 70-page catalog called A Holiday of Play. It's going to be a first for Amazon. Which... God, I loved when I was a kid looking through the catalog yeah. of stuff for Christmas. And I had circle stuff, and my, it's helpful to my mom to know right. what we wanted for Christmas and everything. It, uh, Amazon says it's going to contain its favorite picks for every baby, kid, tween, and teen. So anyway, uh, you're a, uh, a prime uh, member of Amazon, right? Of course. Yeah, well, you probably be getting one of the catalogs in the mail. I'm getting both my kids uh, vaping pens. That's nice for Christmas. Little starter kits, something they can use going forward. Yeah. Do they have a section for thirty-something single men who play way too many video games? <laughs> I'm sure they do, right. Sean. Excellent. I'm sure they do. Breaking Bad creator Vince Gilligan is working on a two-hour movie, according Gilligan. to the uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, to be determined if it's going to be released theatrical, uh, theatrically or made for TV. He reportedly wrote the script. He's going to executive produce and possibly directed brian cranston admitting he's heard about the movie telling dan patrick there appears to be a movie version of breaking bad but i honestly have not even read the script and so there's question whether or not we would even see walter white in this movie all right, that's a wrap. Okay. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting to get a show, The Conscience of the Nation. So I'm sorry I wasn't in the room. Are we talking to Alex now to yeah, find out Alex, what the latest uh, is? Yeah, Stone of ABC News with the latest on the Thousand Oaks shooting. Uh, Alex, welcome. What are the, uh, the, the facts as we know them at this point? Well, guys, this is still a, a very active scene, very active investigation. A, a lot of work left to do on this to, to really understand what went on and how it all went down, but... One thing is very clear here. There were a lot of heroes inside this building, and one of them was the Ventura County Sheriff Sergeant who arrived, a 29-year veteran. He got the call around 11.30 last night, came in as an active shooter. Units respond. He went what here in California is called Code 3, lights and sirens. He pulled up in front of this bar, did what since 1999 in Columbine law enforcement is trained to do, they don't always do it, but they're, they're told that it must be done, is to not wait for backup. Don't wait for SWAT. You may only have a, a light bulletproof vest on, a soft vest. You may only have your service weapon, but run in and neutralize that threat. That's exactly what he did. He did not wait. He was first on scene. He went running in, and he paid the ultimate sacrifice, leaving behind a, a wife and a son. There's another hero in this. California Highway Patrol officer, we don't know who he or she was, but saw him taking fire, that, uh, that Hellas was under fire, was being fired at. The CHP officer ran into the fire and pulled the, the sergeant out of the, the line of fire trying to save his life. It was too late at that point, but that CHP officer 
put their life in life in major jeopardy in that moment. And then there are so many heroes inside, off-duty police officers who shielded those who were hit from any more gunfire, average citizens who broke out windows and got people out, shielded up, getting them into to safe hiding spots. There were a lot of people who helped other people survive in those hours and in those moments uh, overnight here. Alex Stone of ABC News. Uh, Alex, we, we appreciate the report. Thanks very much. As details emerge and they can be verified, we'll, we'll bring them to you. But um, so, so there's some information out about the shooter. Do you, do you want to? How do you want to handle that? Uh, well, the way I want to handle it, I think, is that I'd prefer not to talk about it at all unless it becomes clear that some of the particulars of his life lead to greater truths, lead to important insights. I mean, if he's spending all his time on Al Qaeda websites, is that uh, that's notable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I suppose it is because that's connected to a greater ideology. If it is an angry young man who thought his grievances are worth killing people, uh, I don't give a damn who about the particulars. recently lost his job or his girlfriend or, or something. what the frig yeah. ever. Right. Yeah, we've had reports that he may have been uh, uh, a, a United States Marine. I can't verify that. I don't know. Um, there are plenty of um, unhappy, unstable people who have passed through the military. Uh, unless that leads to a, a greater truth or understanding or you know something we should know, I have no particular need whatsoever to do a biography of the guy. What the hell good uh, would that do? None. Absolutely none. none. Other than, as we all know, probably encourage other weirdos to do d- despicable things. Right. You're a loser, by the way. An absolute loser. Please. You go to your grave a friggin' loser that your family is ashamed of. Till your name is no longer spoken or remembered ever again, you'll be looked upon as a piece of filth. Congratulations. Why robocalls have taken over your phone? Why placebos may finally get their due, it would seem, and enter the world of real medicine? Should have happened a long time ago, according to some. What? Yeah. And uh, and a bunch of other stuff, as we're trying not to talk about the friggin' midterm election. Because what's the point? <laughs> right, it's over. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Don't miss. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Jeff Sessions being fired as the Attorney General sounds very scary. How scary it is, I don't know. This sort of shakeup in cabinets happens regularly. What about the Russia probe? But uh, we are going to talk to Matt Zapatosky of the it? Washington Post what about, my about this coming up at about 8.04. Now, Sessions being fired did get the attention of the late night comedians, Joe. You play them, I'll grade them. It's called Bottom the grade getters banned from TV for life. We call this a late night joke off. Replacing the name of a circle joke, which oh boy. decided to get away from. I was a little frank. Uh, there's no grading on the curve here. There's no trophy for everyone in Joe Getty's classroom. <laughs> the grading will be harsh and decisive. Awesome. Play him. Well, it finally happened. Donald Trump gave Jeff Sessions a sock and set him free. Breaking news out of Washington today. Just moments ago, Attorney General Jeff Sessions resigning at the request of President Trump. He wanted to leave to spend more time doing what he loves most, racism. 
President Trump this afternoon fired Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Wow, you know it was a rough election for Republicans when even the ones who weren't running are losing their seats. In a letter to the president, Sessions wrote, at your request, I am submitting my resignation, which is a formal way of saying, F you for firing me. And in the letter, he said he operated with integrity and strove to uphold the rule of law. And Trump was like, yeah, why do you think I fired you? I didn't want that. Wow. I did get Samantha Bee's Harry Potter reference, though, which I wouldn't have gotten a year or so ago. Well, Jack, Samantha B with a D, it would have been a D minus, but for a fairly clever Harry Potter reset. Seth Meyers with a D plus. Kimmel with a C minus, only because it seemed to be in the form of a joke, and I could follow it. <laughs> it was a, that was, that a, was terrible. That was a sad showing. That, that was, this is the state of American comedy? <laughs> mm. Mm. I'm crying. It's the state of America's comedy. I w- I've been watching uh, John Oliver uh, YouTube videos because I don't I don't catch his show on is it Sunday 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 nights, nights yeah. on uh, on HBO. He is so much funnier now. I realize. Oh, and Bill Maher too. Mm-hmm. Now maybe both of them benefit from they do one show a week. Sure, you know that does help. Uh, Samantha B does the same, so that doesn't mm-hmm. it, okay. lose that excuse. But, yeah, well. but Bill Maher's monologue and John Oliver's show are so much funnier than the people on the supposedly bigger shows, um, not even close. Well, they are knee-jerk, Trump is stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's the jokes. Oliver and Marr are much more clever than that. No they're doubt. They're much deeper as no you know, thinkers and, and humorists. I realize they're both you know lefties and a lot of you hate them, but they're clever guys. Oh, uh, yeah, much deeper. And, and Marr, Marr's intellectual honesty is to be admired no matter who you are. Um, volume of uh, robocalls we're all getting has increased severely just in the last year, and it's supposed to explode even more next year. The government is looking into how to stop it. One of the problems is these really technical definitions of what is an automated telephone dialing system. I mean, there are FCC rules rules against a variety of these things, mm-hmm. but. Um, people are getting around them with technicalities. Sure. But uh, somebody got fined the other two $82 million the other day. Wow. For um, calling a whole bunch of people with uh, fake caller IDs. That's the, you know, it looks like it's a call coming from here. It's actually not. So right. you answered it, but you got so you're fooled. you're spoofing. Yeah. And that, that person got hit with an $82 million fine. You start finding people at that level and then they'll go away. I wish everybody's phone number showed up with a, a real description. Like, I, I got a doctor I need to talk to. Old stupid Jim? You well, mean? <laughs> <laughs> that annoying girl from work? Whining Jenny. <laughs> that kind of description? Right. No, but like the, the doctor's office just appeared as a bunch of numbers. I'm not picking it up. And then they, uh, then they, you know, they leave a message and I think, oh, God, those are the people I need desperately to talk to. But I'm not going to answer my phone. Forget it. But technology is such now that anyone with a minor amount of technical ability could run their own system and start robocalling people. Right. Anybody could figure out how to do this. For $5,000 of your own money, you could call everybody with a phone in Washington, D.C., for instance. Wow. And you could figure out how to do it today. Wow. Ask them all if their refrigerator's running. That's what I'd do. <laughs> But I hope they get these um, these technicalities worked out to where and you again you hit people with enough giant fines and it'll go away. You want government and technicalities? I want rampaging mobs. <laughs> it's the sort of justice I'm crying out for. Um, what about uh, placebos? Do I have time for this? I don't know if I do. So, um, but I don't actually. 
But uh, placebos are amazingly powerful. And for whatever reason, I've been getting the short end of the stick for years, kind of treated as, isn't it sad that people fall for this? It has turned a corner partially as they finally have nailed down some, as they said, science behind placebos, why they work on people, why they work better on other people. It's not you're dumb or you should feel ashamed that you were misled by a placebo. It's the exact opposite. They are a powerful, powerful drug way to handle um, 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 something that's painful or an illness or whatever, and they should be used as such. And I've got some examples coming up. I want to hear all about this at at maybe quarter after the next hour, because I think I'm guessing it has to do with focusing your mind on what your body needs to happen. Well, different people, they've nailed down some enzymes or whatever it is in different people's bodies. Placebos work differently on different people. They work on everybody, but they work better on some people. Hmm. Stupid people. (laughs) Well, that's a common attitude. (laughs) That has been the belief for hundreds of years, but they're now thinking it needs to start working its way into doctors actually prescribe placebos to some people. But but can you you tell them it's a placebo going in? You actually can, and it still works. What the what? That's because they're so stupid. Uh, we're going to give you a, a little uh, little tranquilizer over there, Sean. The session's firing coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.